Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today here on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm and have a live link at thetrumpet.com as well. People will often wonder, does God hear my prayers? That's a question that uh, people will ask from time to time. Have you ever wondered about that? Does God hear my prayers? Will he listen to me? Well, we have to look at what God says about this topic in his Holy Bible, and there is a fair bit about it. And we need to make sure that we understand the answer to that question. Will God hear my prayers? And we can start by looking at a passage in Jeremiah 29. We'll look at a few passages that talk about this topic today and to get God's view on this subject. And if you have a Bible handy, it'd be great to get it out. We could look at these together. In Jeremiah 29, we'll look at verses 12 and 13. It says, Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. God says, When you pray to me, I will listen to you. And then verse 13, And you shall seek me and find me, when you shall search for me with all your heart. And so God says that he will hear us, but we have to search for him with our whole heart. God certainly is willing and ready to hear us and to intervene on our behalf. But if we are not that serious about really developing a relationship with God, and we're not serious about doing his will and obeying him, well, then we aren't upholding our end of the relationship. We have to be seeking God with our whole heart. Search for me with all your heart, he says. And so there are instances that you'll see on the news and other places like that where something happens and and, um, people are praying for an outcome um, and, you know, trying to beseech God. But the question there really is, but are the people searching after God with their whole heart? And that's something each of us has to consider and think about individually. People want God to hear. They want him to respond. But we have our part in it. We have to make sure we're really searching for God with our whole heart. And that means really striving to obey him, to do his will. And we'll see more about that as we go. And now, of course, outside of Jesus Christ, every human being has sinned. And what happens in that instance? Because sometimes a person will have sinned and they, they're concerned that God won't listen to them or he won't hear their prayers because they've committed a sin. Well, we have to see what God's word says about that. What happens when sin is committed? Well, notice Psalm 79. Psalm 79, and we'll look at verses 8 and 9. It says, Oh, remember not against us former iniquities or lawlessness, sins. Let your tender mercies speedily prevent us, for we are brought very low. And that's what happens when uh, the fruits of sin really 
come out. People are brought very low. Verse 9, help us, O God of our salvation, for the glory of your name, and deliver us, and purge away our sins for your name's sake. So here's an instance of people crying out to God because they need deliverance from sin. Lesson 14 of the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course, which is free at thetrumpet.com. Please sign up for that if you don't have it. It makes this comment. It says, God will answer our fervent prayers for deliverance from every adverse circumstance if we determine to quit sinning. And sin, of course, is the transgression of his law. You can see that in 1 John 3 and verse 4. But again, that gets back to what we read earlier, searching for God with our whole heart. We have to determine to quit sinning. We have to be repenting and moving forward. The quote says, And he will grant us forgiveness and his divine power so we may be strengthened against disobeying his laws in the future. There's no way we'll be able to conquer sin without God's help. We need to be going to God for help to do that. And of course, when we repent, we repent towards God. And so that's certainly a a change in attitude, a change in thinking, and a change in action. And striving to search for God with our whole heart and obey him and cry out to him. And if we're doing that, then he'll, he'll deliver us, as we read there in Psalm 79. He'll purge away our old sins. He'll do that. But again, we can't just be living a life of sin and, and not trying to change and think that God will hear. We've got to be repenting and changing. And God will answer those fervent prayers for deliverance and then give us the help we need to obey him as we go forward. Notice Isaiah 1. Isaiah 1. We'll look at verses 18 through 20. It says, Come now and let us reason together, says the Eternal. So this is what God's instructing through the prophet Isaiah. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. So again, sins are horrible. They cost the life of Jesus Christ, but they can be forgiven if a person's repentant and they really are going to God and searching for God with their whole heart and striving to obey him. Verse 19 says, If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. You can move forward. You can have success, you can have prosperity, you can have peace of mind if you're willing and obedient, repentant. Verse 20, it says, though, if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the eternal has spoken it. So if we're not going to God with a repentant attitude and not trying to change, well, then there's pretty negative repercussions that come from that. And we're talking about all of this again, answering that question, well, does God hear our prayers? Yes, he does. If we're repentant, if we're striving to obey him, if we're searching for him with our whole heart, then he'll hear us. He'll deliver us. He'll forgive us, help us and empower us to move forward in obedience to him. But we've got our part to play in that relationship. And we really have to be seeking him. God's not going to empower us to sin. Of course, he's going to empower us to obey him. 
And as we'll see in a little bit, sin is what cuts us off from God. So there has to be a repentant attitude and then a growth and a change and a moving forward continually. The correspondence course says, even the most heinous crimes may be forgiven. God will forgive all of our sins if we will sincerely repent from the heart and determine to the depth of our being that we will never practice them again. And that's the, the attitude we need to be having, that we, we want to change from sin. We don't want to do that anymore. We're going to go forward and strive to obey God, and then we ask for his help in doing that. See, those are prayers that God will hear. He'll provide that deliverance and that help for us when we're really searching for him with our whole heart. But, you know, if someone's living the way of sin, they don't want to repent, they're not really seeking God with their whole heart, well, then those prayers won't be effective. They won't be heard. We see this here in John 9. John 9, if you want to look at that, in verse 31, it says, Now we know that God hears not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and does his will, him he hears. So people could just read that passage and not consider all of the passages we've looked at and think, well, you know, I've sinned, so God's not going to hear me. Well, but we can repent. We can repent and strive to be somebody that's a worshiper of God and that is doing his will. God will hear that person. He'll work with that person. You know, you think about yourself. If you had a a friend, let's say, that, you know, did something they shouldn't do, they wronged you, and they came back and they were really sorry, and they said, you know, I'm, I don't want to do that again. I really apologize. And, and, and you saw they were really making an effort. Would you still talk to them? Would you still, you know, spend time with them? Of course you would, because they've changed. Their attitude is, is different. Now, if they just kept doing the thing they shouldn't do and didn't care and, and didn't want to make any changes, you probably wouldn't want to have as much contact with them, right? We understand that on a human level. And... God says, look, I'll hear you, and I'll forgive you, and I'll help you to obey me. But our part in that is we have to be seeking God with our full heart, really searching for him, and trying to grow and change and overcome and do God's will. Notice Isaiah 59. It gets pretty specific here. Isaiah 59, we'll look at verses 1 through 4. It says, Behold, the Eternal's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. So if there's a problem in our prayer life, it's not God's fault. It means there's something we have to change. And we've got to really be seeking God with our whole heart. Verse 2, it says, But your iniquities, and that means sin, that's the transgression of God's law, your sins, your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. But again, remember we're talking about somebody that, in this case, is not repentant and doesn't want to change. Well, God's not going to hear that. But if someone's repentant, they're changing, uh, they're striving to draw close to God, searching for him with their whole heart, he'll hear those prayers. David's a wonderful example of that, King David. You know, committed some pretty horrific sins, but he repented, and then God heard him. And God forgave him. And he had a very close relationship with God and set a great example of how to repent. And we still look at that example today. 
verse 3 of Isaiah 59, it says, For your hands are defiled with blood, your fingers with iniquity or with sins, and your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue has muttered perverseness. None calls for justice, nor any pleads for truth. They trust in vanity and they speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity, and it goes on. And that's just talking about a person that you know, was living the way of sin, and they're not repenting. You know, we've all been guilty of some of those things, but we have to be repenting of them and changing. And if someone's willing to do that and really search for God with their whole heart, then God will hear that, and he'll work with that person. You know, he hears the humble. That's who he works with, and he helps. But somebody that's just going on and on in sin and is not willing to change, well, then God's not going to hear them because their sins are there and they are uh, separating between that person and God. Notice Proverbs 15 and verse 29. Proverbs 15 and verse 29. It says, The eternal is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. The eternal is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. So again, that just highlights what we've been talking about, what we read about there in Isaiah 59 that God's there, he's ready to listen, he's ready to intervene, he wants to, but people have to really search for him with their whole heart and be striving to obey him and look into his word and see it and then apply it. Really obey God. God will hear those prayers of those that are striving to obey him. Lesson 14 of the Correspondence Course, it says, God will not hear the prayers of those who practice sin as a way of life and refuse to keep his commandments. It's pretty straightforward. You know, does God hear our prayers? Well, evaluate yourself. Are you somebody that is repenting and drawing close to God and seeking him with your whole heart? Or somebody practicing sin as a way of life and refusing to keep the commandments? That's something we have to consider. It says, on the other hand, he does listen to those who are genuinely broken up when they sin. You can look at that in Psalm 34 and verse 18. And who fear to act contrary to his word. Isaiah 66 and verse 2. A truly humble, contrite attitude gets God's attention. That's such an important point. A truly humble, contrite attitude gets God's attention. Somebody that really wants to be taught somebody that wants to apply his word and his law, he'll work with that person. The quote continues, and if you beseech him in believing prayer, you can expect to get answers. You can count on God to intervene on your behalf. So God does hear our prayers. He wants to hear our prayers and he wants to answer. And our part in that is to really search for God with our whole heart and have an attitude that is humble, that is contrite, and is really trying to learn and be taught and be instructed, to be childlike, as Jesus Christ said. He'll hear those prayers. He will respond to those. He will deliver people. He will help people. And the Bible is full of many examples of when he has done that. And he continues to do that to this day. But again, there are going to be fewer and fewer people who are truly humble and contrite and really trembling before God's word. But if you're a person that is willing to do that and willing to look at God's word and apply it in your life, then God will certainly hear and answer and intervene 
on your behalf. We have a whole a booklet that talks about praying and how to pray effectively. It's called How to Pray, and it's at thetrumpet.com, and it's free, and you can uh, get that by just requesting it there at thetrumpet.com or reading it online. And also, this is a really great lesson to look at from the correspondence course. It's lesson 14, and the entire correspondence course is also free, and we recommend that you sign up for that and take it. It's a wonderful course that really uh, shows you a lot of truth from your Bible that you need in your life. And we all need to be uh, incorporating and living by and going forward confidently, knowing that God will hear our prayers and answer us when we call upon him. That's all the time we have for this edition of Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. Thank you for spending some of your time with me today. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.